0: not like cameras in your face? I phones?
1: don't know. I look weird my face goes all... We didn't
0: uh, want so we to, to want. Okay. Huh? Right. When we did the B&I one. No. Yep. Okay.
1: My chair's squeaky. I
0: need to and, hey, run. Drago, with this, I'm just going to do the hard intro for me and Trinity so when we do get a title sponsor then we can record that and just lay that right in front of this and it'll go right into my, hi everybody, I'm Mike, this is Trinity. Okay. If you wanna do it multiple times, that's fine too. Okay. Like
1: okay. Yep, sounds good. Ready? I'm ready.
0: Okay. Hi everybody, I'm Mike Manning.
1: And I'm Trinity Gregor,
0: And we are wired to change This is your source for expert small business coaching. And we're going to tell you a little bit about ourselves today on this show and also give you some good tips because we always want everybody walking away with something. We're going to go ladies first, Trinity. You start.
1: I'll start. Yes. And Mike would not allow me to have any notes because he says <laughs> I'm always <laughs> cheating looking at his notes. Always looking at so notes. So I'm going to start by saying... Who I you am- are. Who I am, well, that's a whole other podcast, (laughs) but (laughs) in Wired to Change, I'm the better looking half.
0: Oh, without a doubt, (laughs) without a doubt.
1: No, who I am, background is a business coach. Definitely, um, that's where I uh, cut my teeth, was in the business coaching realm. Started out working with financial advisors over at a company that I don't think I can legally say out loud on this podcast. But very well-known company. Okay. They might be called The Quiet Company.
0: Okay. Figure it out, yeah. I got
1: it, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. uh uh-huh, yeah. Um, And I just found out I have a passion and a love for helping others, and I happen to be really bossy and kind of good at it. So you combine those things together, and it was just a natural fit to get into the coaching and training realm.
0: Yeah, and you're very organized, which helps a bunch, because a lot of the – and we'll have a lot of common themes in the show – And uh, processes, structure, sales, marketing, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. But there'll be common themes. But one of them is you got to have your processes in place. And I know you learned that early.
1: I did. Um, I love process improvement and putting things in place and teaching others how to use them.
0: And if you knew how many homes she sold in the Triangle folks, you would understand (laughs) why she is so good at it. You had somebody... Not complain, but kind of call you out for getting a sale. Right? Is that the story you were telling the other day? No names, but somebody goes, "Well, how'd she get all that, or how'd you get all that?"
1: Yeah, that happens. Yeah. Kind of frequently. Yeah. But you um, outwork them. Exactly. Yeah. Step number one: show up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. It's I. I don't know how people. A lot of it is jealousy. They see somebody doing better, and they realize they're not putting in the works. Like, why is she getting right. all the sales, all the million-dollar homes? Like, hey, yeah. busted well, her butt.
1: Well, and and I'm sure we'll touch on this in future topics, but one of the uh, pitfalls that a lot of small business owners run into is they will not stick with things long enough because yeah. they don't see the 10 years of runway. There is no such thing as an overnight success. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like those homes just appeared out of thin air that was laying lots and lots of bricks, lots of groundwork to build up to that.
0: We were talking last night at a networking event where with a friend of ours who is a lawyer who went out on her own and the best advice she told us that she gave herself was I'm prepared not to get a phone call for a year.
1: Yes, and I, thought that was, I thought that was just, she hit the nail on the head.
0: You have to be prepared for that, mm-hmm. for the money, no money to come in for yep. a period of time. And I know it's the same thing when you went from, when you joined Hunter Row, well, to a point, I guess, when you joined Hunter Row or when you started being an agent, which is 100% commission, right. that you had to plan, okay, how far mm-hmm. out, can I survive without right. doing anything?
1: But what people don't realize is that when I was doing the business development and the coaching and recruiting, my, I liked to brag that I had the smallest salary of anyone at Hunter Row because I really did. My base was um, pretty much non-existent. So mm-hmm. everything that I earned was based off of the production of the company. So I've been on a um, commission-based role for the last nine years.
0: And people need to understand, even if you buy a business, because sometimes Mm. you'll buy a business because you want to buy an income. Right. But if you start your own business, you are basically, you're you're, your own 1099, Mm -hmm. and you're starting from scratch. And if you've never done 100% commission, it's hard. Oh, the benefits are wonderful, and it's doable, but it is hard to do 100% commission.
1: Yes, it is. But we love working with those people.
0: We do, yes, we do. We do.
1: So, Mike, enough about me, because we know know that I could sit here and talk about myself all day long.
0: That's why we (laughs) get along so well together, because I can do the same thing. So tell
1: me, what about you? Uh,
0: I would, in no particular order, let me say, uh, husband, father of two, grandfather of a spectacular one-year-old, Oliver, who I will shamelessly plug, in the show, but you'll hear more about him and where he fits Mm -hmm. in my life. Small business owner, my brother and I, first business I bought was a laundromat in, we're living in Daytona Beach, bought a laundromat, Central Florida, Uh, blew through a red flag on buying it, didn't lose my ass, but (laughs) blew through a red flag on buying it, which we'll talk about.
1: Lost Uh, lost half your ass.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And lost the other half when I turned 58, yeah. yeah. Uh, when you find a trusted advisor, you got to find somebody you listen to. And if they mm-hmm. tell you no, then the answer is no. Right. Then we, my wife and I grew up here. So my wife and I moved back up here. And my brother and I bought started a commercial cleaning company.
1: Okay. And
0: we recently sold that. And about a year and a half ago, we started a pest control company and recently sold that. So those were fun. And now I'm going 100% into coaching with you. Yep. I have another podcast that I do for Triangle B and I. And also... And uh, for those
1: who don't know what BNI is... Yes,
0: Business Networking International. It's the world's largest networking organization. It's wonderful. Go to trianglebni.com. It'll tell you a lot about that. Uh, You can find me on most all social media platforms at Open Mic Talk. Would love to tell you about it. Trinity, where can we find you?
1: You can find me everywhere. Um, on the internet, the interwebs, but particularly <laughs> I prefer to stay away from the Twitter sphere because um, as much as I know about some things, I know absolutely nothing about Twitter. If anyone wants to give me a Twitter tutorial, <laughs> I would be open for that. But you can find me, um, Sold with Trendlandia, on Instagram. Uh-huh. Um, and you can find me at Trinity Gregor on Facebook. Yeah. And then also, our Wired to Change, we are on Pinterest, Facebook. Yep. LinkedIn,
0: yeah. everywhere. And again, another theme that we will talk about throughout all this is marketing, branding, mm-hmm. getting your name out there, and everything. Uh, so, anyways, back to the podcasting. I love doing that because I'm a curious person. Love asking questions and also growing a uh, speaking business. Love to talk to people. I like to remind people that they're better than they think they are because most people we're our own worst enemy. We run each we run ourselves down. Oh, I could never do that. I don't know what we're better than we think we are. Once I meet with somebody and I get them to write it down on paper, then they're like, oh, I guess I'm not so horribly bad after all. (laughs) No, you were never horribly bad.
1: Sometimes it just takes a little bit of confidence from someone else. It does. It's absolutely okay to borrow some confidence.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that, and again, another common theme with starting a business is uh, you're better than you think you are because usually people know what they're getting into. They know the industry they're getting into. They may have never run a business before, which we as wired to change business coaches, we can help you with that. So, so that is who I am. A proud university of Tennessee graduate, uh, grandfather, got that business owner Mm -hmm. time and time again, like that. And that's kind of our back. That's kind of what brought us together. Although, and I ask people all the time, you meet people and you just automatically click. Yeah. And for some reason, you and I did. And I don't, know, I don't know what it was over, but we got laughing early on and then realized mm-hmm. well, we should do something together.
1: Yeah. Well, and huge props. I'm going to call your wife here for a half second <laughs> because – do you mind if I say her name? Oh, no. Okay, so Becky came up with our name of our company because one of the hardest parts is coming up with a name, yes. right? How much did we hem and haul over that? A lot.
0: We sat at the Barnes & Noble – in briar creek
1: uh-huh.
0: for two plus hours one afternoon go i mean we were lab, we came up with some names that were not going to work <laughs> they
1: were but wackadoo. they were hysterical
0: and we thought we ought to yeah. you know we had a trademark that uh-huh. we talked for two plus hours on the theme of what we wanted we went yep. through a bunch of themes and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i came home and sat down and told becky so we we're talking and and I said, "Here's kind of our theme. What we want? We want energy, generator, electricity, all the good stuff." And she, and you know, there's two of us here, and she goes, "How about Wired to Change?" Yeah. I'm like, damn it, I hate yes. that when people come up with that. So yeah.
1: So good to have good counsel, right? Yeah, but so,
0: that—that's a great example of how long you can work on something, and then how quick uh, it can happen.
1: Without <laughs> so. a doubt. But that really is summarizes why we connected so mm-hmm. well because we yeah. really are so different and we've come to this point in our career very different paths but we're wired exactly the same yeah Um, and i think that both of us share um, a passion for really helping others yes and you can see that through the community that we've been building and um, just your leadership within bni and how much you love to coach and you love to train Mm. and you take people underneath your wing and give them a big old hug. And I just was drawn to that from day one. So I would say that's yeah where we connected.
0: And what I like is we bring different backgrounds to this. Mm-hmm. We both want the same thing because we both want multiple streams of incomes, yep. which we'll talk about that too over yep. the course of time because you need to diversify. Mm-hmm. So it's a good thing. So we both wanted to do that. And we found common areas we could do that. We started the coaching We are doing the podcast, we're working on another project, and when we were networking this morning at the City Club, we ran into somebody that we knew, and there dropped another idea of people we could go do training for. So it's amazing. Again, once you're out there and you can't sit at home you and not network and not brand and get your name out, whatever you, you want to if call I, it.
1: If I sit at home and just twiddle around on Facebook all day, I won't get
0: business. <laughs> you will not. <laughs> I believe that's proven, and I, I can't. Uh, yeah, I can't prove numbers with it, but I'll swear in court that not going to happen. Yeah. Not going to happen. So, but I think that's one of the reasons uh, that we ended up coming together. So we like that a lot, and we too. are. We want to help new businesses a year and younger, uh, either just starting, either just starting or uh, kind of hit their first roadblock, which you can do. And we yeah. talked about this yesterday at another network event. sometimes you got to pivot.
1: right. And I would say um, we love helping people start businesses or sales professionals who are looking to um, implement processes or procedures or things that really will help take them to that next level. And between your amazingly full head of gray hair (laughs) and my youthful energy. Yes. Because we will never say how old I really am.
0: No, no, and I would never ask, and I don't know, and I'm not asking. not. are a gentleman. Not, doesn't matter. not got. But those yeah. two traits right there will guarantee <laughs> us success, <laughs> or we'll go down in flames trying. So. Yeah,
1: and I wish everyone could see. I'm sitting here trying to look at your notes again. It's killing you, isn't it? It is. It really yeah. is. I just want to know what you're
0: good. I know you're so good with answers. Just let me tee them up for you, okay? Uh, those are the commonalities, kind of how we met in the commonalities. Uh, we both love to see people succeed, but people knew it's something. All the realtors mm-hmm. you trained, all the, it's just, it's a wonderful thing. I can't imagine how many times a realtor you hired and trained when they walked in your office and said, I just sold my, or either, first of all, I got my first listing, mm-hmm. but then came in and said, I just sold my first house.
1: The story that resonates with me the most is I had an agent who had zero real estate experience, had never been in business for himself, um, quit a very cushy job with his benefits and all stuff, jumped into it, sold 50 houses by the end of his second year. So he had sold 10 or 15 his first year, sold 50 his full second year, came into my office in tears and said, I just put life insurance disability insurance, and all these things in place, and it's the first time my family has been fully protected. Wow. And it was all because yep. he was at a spot. He got from point A to point B so much faster than he'd ever, and the the hug and the tears in his eyes, and I was like, this is why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. And um, and he's still crushing it, so.
0: Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. But those are the things that we've been through. Uh, we can talk to people. We can help people. We know that because everybody's... Mm-hmm a lot of people have a dream to do something other than what they're doing. I know a lot of us, one of my talks is, uh, it's okay to be a late bloomer. I mean, I graduated in- One of my favorite. I graduated in 1983 with a degree in broadcasting, knowing full well I was going to do college football play-by-play on radio for life, and people were going to pay me a lot of money. And 35 years later, I got paid to talk for the first time. So I'm a 35-year overnight sensation. But the point is- There's something from high school or growing up or college that's like, you know what? That would have been or would be fun to do. Mm -hmm. And life happens in a good way, in a bad way, in just an average way. And you kind of get away from that. And then you come back. It's like, you know what? I'm ready to start that on the side. And there's nothing wrong with the side hustle.
1: There's not. Nothing. when I was in high school and going into college, I thought I was going to live in a loft apartment in New York City, drinking martinis, <laughs> chain smoking cigarettes, and writing the next great American novel.
0: Nice.
1: So, the novel part, not sure I have a big enough attention span to get that to happen, but the martini thing's going to happen yeah. here. Soon. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. So, and where did the cigarettes come from? That? Because that's what you do when you're like a starving oh, artist okay. and you're, yeah, you know, you're just. I had this image, I was going to be this bohemian, yep. and now I live in a subdivision with my <laughs> amazing fiancé, two dogs.
0: Two dogs, yeah. No <laughs> and cigarettes his, and no, no, cigarettes,
1: book, yeah. no uh Here's,
0: but, here's my first business, business tip to you, and this one's free. You can write a book, you're going to have to just record it. As you're driving yes. down the road, you give two sentences, three paragraphs, whatever, Stop, and then it'll be over time. But when you think of it, verbalize it and have somebody else retype it.
1: You, yeah. my sir, you just I'm earned good. your weight in gold.
0: I have my That's moments. actually a really good idea. It, that's how you do yeah. it. Yeah. Because a lot of people can't write. Not that they can't write. It's just, it doesn't come out the way they want it to sound. Right. And then when you verbalize it, it's like, oh, okay, I get mm-hmm. that now. But, yeah, you're not, gonna, you're not the type to sit down and do that, but you're in your car all day long. Right. You're on the treadmill or working out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just put your microphone on there and just start.
1: Oh my God! Dictating into it. I can't it. Yeah. wait to be that girl at the gym.
0: Oh God! <laughs> oh, if you see her doing that one day, just kill it. Just, no, just <laughs> ma'am, you have to stop. Just, yeah, take her phone from her. So, who helped you along the way? That's the other thing, and another common thing mm-hmm. we want to talk about to people yeah. is who helps you along the way. And the example I give to people. If you're a sports fan and you watch any Hall of Fame induction ceremony, Mm -hmm. they'll talk for 40 minutes, and 38 of it is thanking all the people, their second-grade coach, their fifth-grade math teacher, their college coach. Well, first of all, I've got to start with mom Uh, and then dad. I think it's in that Uh order officially in the sports world, Yeah. yeah. But everybody got help along the way. and If anybody ever tells you, oh, I did it all on my own, they're lying. They're um, absolutely lying. So don't yeah. believe anybody's ever told you. Every business I ever started was a success, and nobody helped me along the way, lying through their teeth. So who are a couple of people that helped you along the way? Um,
1: so back when I was at the company that I don't know if I can name, um, my one of my very first bosses um, gave me the greatest gift that I could have ever. I didn't even know I needed it or wanted it, but she gave me free reign to build and create whatever I wanted my department to look like. And um, the managing partner was basically, they plucked me off the reception desk and they said, we feel like you're kind of being underutilized. I felt the same way Um, and I was able to just run. If I had an idea, they let me figure it out. If it failed, it failed. If it succeeded and you know, I had more successes than failures. But that woman, Elaine Dibner was her name. She nice. was awesome. Hello, Elaine. Thank hey, you. Elaine. And she gave me the gift of no no ceiling. Yeah. And that was awesome. And then I would never be where I'm at if I had not had all the amazing coaches that I've had over the years. So um, I took an amazing, believe it or not, as much as I curse, I took this <laughs> biblical life coaching class, and it taught me how to do coaching because my um, background was in learning how to do business coaching. I love, I'm a geek. I love my spreadsheets. You know how I am. Oh, my God. spreadsheets and my if numbers. You, if you, and you ever systems. sit at a
0: table with <laughs> Trinity, she'll have 14 tabs open on yes. her computer.
1: So that side of me was, that's probably how I got to be the honey badger, really, was because I'm very, like, I like numbers, I like their their provable statistics, but um, early on in my career, I was kind of a bitch, you know, Mm -hmm. because I didn't have that softer side, and it wasn't until I met Cheryl Scanlon and went through her biblical life coaching course that I learned how to draw things out of people. So even though I'm not a life coach now, um, I love but those skills have really lended themselves to what what we do.
0: And one of the things we'll talk about in another podcast on when we talk about hiring and having employees is you have to make them comfortable enough to tell you what they really think. And know that if they tell you, I'm not happy because of this and this, and one of those this is, is you because you're their boss, mm-hmm. that there will be no repercussions.
1: Absolutely, 100%. Uh,
0: yeah. Just uh, You look back, at, if you, and again, the people that, that listen to the show and the people we come across, think about the best bosses you've had. Yeah. And what qualities do they have? Then you adapt a couple of those when you mm-hmm. start your own business and you hire your first employee and you be that person. Yes.
1: Yeah,
0: what about you? My well, first of all my wife Becky cuz I think all five businesses I've started were from scratch and 100% commission so she's the Bless patient one. Her oh god. Heart. Yeah, so <laughs> I after 30 35 years, we think it's wait, 33 years. Uh, we think it's going to stick. We we like the potential well, of this good. one, yeah. So uh, it would be her, but this all goes back to my brother, my brother Kevin, who wants no public adulation. He doesn't even want to be recognized, called out anything. He, he's been a serial small business owner since 1995. He got tired of working for the man one day and said, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm gonna start my own. He swears that he's not good at it. He doesn't know if he'll ever succeed at it, yet he's been doing it for, what does that make it, 25 years now, and lives in a nice enough house where it's like, okay, you're not doing too bad. Yeah. Wonderful mind. He's like you, the details digging, drilling down into everything, and that's what he starts with. Okay, if I start this business or buy this business, wh- and I lost everything tomorrow, what's the worst that would happen? And he builds up from there instead of going, oh, right. well, I can make $100,000 in a year. Yeah, uh, It would just be his guidance. I know the laundromat I bought, I blew through really good advice from him, and it didn't go as planned. It didn't go horribly, but it didn't go as planned. And then the next two businesses I did were with him, and they went just fine. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I told Which every- leads
1: me back to, Choosing and selecting yes. a really good partner. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Very important because oh.
1: you can go it alone mm-hmm. or you can partner, but finding that person that's the right person to partner with.
0: And I tell people when we work together, uh, he was my work wife. I would go in and tell him because I did all the cleaning and the hiring and the training and all the mm-hmm. you know boots on the ground stuff, and he ran the business and found margins and better and equipment, and all that stuff. So yeah. it worked out well. And I told everybody he was my work wife. In that I would walk in and say, Here's what I need, and he would send me on my way with Here's what you get. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know if all women find that happy or funny, but I thought it was funny. Everybody kinda knew what I meant. So and I say that yeah. lovingly and respectingly. So so our first tip of the day, Trinity, if you are going to partner with somebody and and be careful who you pick, but who should you look for? Types of people. It's a connection.
1: So I love personality profiles um, and I think that there comes a lot of power from finding someone that you have commonalities with but also that their strengths are mirror yours meaning that they're not an exact Mm. you know they're not exact fit or anyways you're strong where I'm not and vice versa. And I think that's what makes us a really good dynamic duo because yeah. where um, you are just naturally gifted at talking in front of people, um, you do it very, very well. Oh, I thank you. And um, that's the area where, you know, we joke around. I get up and give my BNI 60-second Sweating speech. Sweating like a And <laughs> I want to just <laughs> bleh. <laughs> so I think that we really complement yeah. each other. Um, and then
0: I stand up, I go, why do I only get 60 seconds? Right.
1: <laughs> but you also need to trust that person yeah. Yeah. and really vet them and make sure that the person you're partnering with is not going to not work as hard as you mm-hmm. or not put as much into it because that's where you see those. It's, it's, like, it's like a date. It's dating,
0: Yeah. right? Oh, yeah. You
1: know, you have to court each other, mm-hmm. figure all those things out. You wouldn't just marry someone
0: no.
1: without... Figuring all those things out. I mean, I mean, some people would. Otherwise, Vegas wouldn't I think still there's be a standing. Show, what is it?
0: There's a unseen bride or whatever it is. Uh, uh. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. They just show up. And, yeah. So, but yeah. We, we didn't. And one of the things that goes back day to day fiance. Yes, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> it, yeah. 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 Uh, one of the things that I think speaks to why we get do so well together is this morning when we were with at City Club, kind of going over some things. Is we started talking about things and we called the other one off. Said I, I got that. Mm -hmm. And we have our own to-do list. Instead of one person doing all the things, we kind of split things up and and do it that way. But it's got to be what i found is the speed of which you want to progress and grow and everything has to be the same. Yes. Your person, like my brother and I wired completely different, but we knew where we wanted to go and how we wanted to get there. And that helped. Yeah. And please, people, put things in writing. I don't care if it's your family member. Mm -hmm. Put everything in writing, who gets what, how it started, whatever. Go find a good business lawyer and put it in writing because nothing changes a conversation like money does.
1: Yes. That is exactly why I'm a big fan of a prenuptial agreement. So have your prenup for your business.
0: Yeah. And you should. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's your, like my brother and I, um, you and I, uh, if you and Scott got into something, same thing. Just put it on paper. Hey. If this goes south, I would
1: love to have him work for me.
0: He does. I know (laughs) he does. He's going to be your husband. So, I will say though, it's funny watching you drag him to stuff. But he enjoys it though. He excels in those areas: networking, meeting people, because he's just a good, friendly guy. But it's funny you show up. Oh, there's Scott. Yeah. (laughs) But he knows. You know, you, you got to know where a lot of them, where the good part of the money coming from. He can sell from.
1: me so, much better than I can sell myself.
0: That's standard procedure. Yeah. Standard procedures. And
1: would. he likes to spend time with me. Yes. So sometimes, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's all he gets.
0: Riding the car together. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, you know, separately, like last night. It's like, yeah. wait, you are yeah. uh Because I know the rain last night was horrible. I know you were stuck in your office for a little while. Just did even walk out to the car about dinner time. So. But that's a whole other story, so. Uh, But people, you have to have people along the way that help you. You got to have good partners and you can choose to go into business all by yourself. Not a problem. You find CPAs that do it. Mm -hmm. Our friend last night, a lawyer, they do that. So, and that's fine too, but you got to have somebody you trust to help you at some point in time.
1: That's why I've always had um, a coaching mechanism in place for all the small business owners that I'm working with because- when you are starting a business and it's just you, it can become a very lonely place. Oh, yeah. Um, for instance, that's why we have the, I do a peer breakfast every other week with some fellow business owners because for my other business, for my real estate practice, it's just me and it gets very lonely. And you need that camaraderie and the, um, just the, way to be able to bounce ideas off each other and also the accountability.
0: Huge, and that's yeah. That's what I need the most because I am I fly about 10,000 feet higher than you do, which is another reason why we get along so yep. well. But my stuff, I'm not, at my age, I'm not a huge social media fan, never hung around it. It's like, eh, I have to do it. My son Cameron does it for me. Mm-hmm. And I just tell, we and I, he and I have conversations like, can you just make this happen? And he does. Yep. And that's what I need to be successful is somebody like you, more detailed, mm-hmm. and somebody like him that can do stuff I really don't want to do, and please admit, people, what you don't want to do. Yes. You will become a better person, a better employee, a better business owner if you say, I don't want to do the books. Right. Because if you don't like doing books and you end up doing it, you're gonna waste about 12 hours a week that you could be out selling if you hired somebody part-time or got a spouse or a yeah. family member to help you with the books. So or even ad-
1: worse it doesn't get done. I can't tell yeah. you how many times I've seen where people take on all the responsibility but then that piece doesn't get done and they're coming to me saying, "Well, I'm 3 years behind in my taxes because and my books are a mess and yeah." Yeah.
0: yeah. So, it, don't it, be that person. No, it, admit what you can't or don't want to do and you're going to be way successful, way more successful than you think you are because all the successful people admit what they don't do. They admit what they don't like to do. They find somebody to do it for them, and then they can go do what they do so well, and that's how the business grows. So that's a little bit about who we are, who people are looking for, and stuff like that. Next thing we're going to get into kind of is the what. Yeah. So we like series of things, the Mm -hmm. who, what, why, so we can kind of put everything into context because you can read a quote or hear somebody say something, but if you don't know don't know the context of it, and a lot of times when you start out, you got to put your goals down. Your goal could be, I, I want to be open in a month. I right. <laughs> still want to be working in a month. It could be, mm-hmm. I want to bring you, I want to find one client the first month. It doesn't matter what the goal is, just set it yes. and then kind of work backwards, figure out what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So our goals are to grow our business coaching through seminars, and if you go to wired2change.com.
1: The number two.
0: The number two, yes. wired2change.com, the number two. It will spell out all the things we are putting together, and we kind of, there's a method to the madness. If we had our, in a perfect world, we'd love to send you through this process, is the small group seminars first, Mm -hmm. which about 30 people and we just kind of start talking about the what.
1: Yes, it lays the baseline.
0: Because a lot of people don't know. It, it again, please admit what you. I uttered the line the other day. I don't. I don't know what I don't know on that particular subject yet. So it's just a great place to come in. It's one hundred ninety nine dollars. It's three Wednesdays in October, but it gives you a chance to put things on paper and hear from other people who have done that, of what you kind of need to get in order to start your first business. And then from there, we want to take you to the small group coaching, four to six people in a room. It's kind of like a mini mastermind yes. where we can sit down. Now we start drilling down a little bit deeper. We talk business plan. We start writing the business plan. But you can also hear from other people if they've had an issue or if they've hit a roadblock on that. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful for someone else to look at you or your business, not stuck in the forest, Yes. and then say, oh, well, have you thought of this?
1: And our we have a four-week consulting, almost training mm-hmm. class. We call it consulting um, because it is interactive, but it's really to help the business owner who has not yet opened their doors or just opened mm-hmm. their doors to make sure that they're covering all of their bases. And it's pretty impressive that we can cover all that and get them through it in four weeks.
0: And I know when, with all the realtors you've trained in the marketplace, you've seen – some fast starts, some slow starts, but probably the people that succeeded have come to you and asked, hey, this isn't happening for me right now. So yes. what kind of advice are you, what were you looking for, trigger words from people to let you know, you know what, they're coachable.
1: Um, for, for me, the biggest trigger words to find out if someone is coachable is but they believe. They believe that they can do it. Mm-hmm. They have a belief. Um, it's something that they've been ruminating on for a while. So it's not just an idea they plucked out of thin air and are going to get. Well, because there are serial business owners, unlike yourself, that start. A bunch of different things and never finish them. <laughs> and those are not ideal clients for us. It's the people who, and, um, and then the other thing that's not necessarily something they say, but something that I look for is, do you have a track record of success in other things? Mm-hmm. If you have successfully been the CEO of a company, or you were a great teacher, or, you know, you were at the top of whatever your profession was, those people are typically lifelong learners, yep. which We work really well together with those people because they're going to actually go out and implement the things that we're teaching them. And I love coaching people who have an open mind and are just ready to work because their results, you know, it's like when I work out with my personal trainer. Right? If I go and work out with my trainer and then stop at Burger King on the way home and (laughs) eat, like, let's face it, that is that, but my, I've been in in this Invisalign (laughs) for like four years, plugged to my dentist, Parisa Kasravi, for all of her patients because she calls me a non-compliant patient because (laughs) I don't wear it the way that I'm supposed to. So it's taking me literally four years too long (laughs) to get through something that- So yes, people that are compliant, that are going to do it, that want to do it, that are excited about it, those are ideal.
0: And here's some more free advice from us. You'll get on the podcast regularly. We will cut through the crap for you because you do not need, you deserve better than coach speak or uh, PC talk or something like that. If somebody tells you, if you're working with someone, you're thinking about doing something with someone and they go, oh, I already know all of that. Just run. Bye. Just Yeah, just mm-hmm. run, because they're not going to want to learn anything, and they're certainly not. By them telling you that, they've already told you, don't tell me anything else. Right. I know more than you. I know everything I need to know about that issue, so don't tell me anymore. Yep. So run from those people, because they don't want to learn. They know everything, and they're going to drag mm-hmm. you down. So that's those are the free tips we give you on this show, folks. What are we doing to be successful? And this is more in your wheelhouse, because I... Just so everybody knows, when I stand up and tell people, I'm Mike Manning, Wired to Change Business Coach, the next sentence out of my mouth is my coaching partner, Trinity Gregor, <laughs> because Trinity's name and brand is bigger than mine in the triangle area. So it makes sense for me to be smart enough to admit that I don't have that bigger brand. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I've got other things I bring to the table I do not lack in self-confidence. But or good you, looks. You, there you go, with a full head of gray hair. <laughs> but that's what you, with partners, you need to realize that and admit that it's okay to do that. Um, yes. And you're more than happy for me to bring that out.
1: A 100%. And one of the things that I thrive in is coming up with systems for mm-hmm. how to measure if something is doable and what level you need to get it down at. So helping people create a point system or a way to track their activity because everything starts with activity. Yeah. Like if somebody's out there and they either are in a small business or thinking about being in a small business, you become a salesperson. Oh, no matter sales. what you're, you're in sales. So yeah. anytime somebody tells me that they want to start a small business and say, well, how, when did you decide you wanted to start your sales career? And they're like, what? No, I want to own a business. I'm like, well, to start a small business, unless you have a huge financial backer, you're going to be the salesperson, yeah. the janitor, <laughs> the light turner or and yep. offer, right? Oh, so yeah. I help people go in and develop a system for tracking and really identifying what marketing activities they're doing, how much of those do they need to do? And what does that look like to translate into their mm-hmm. closed business? And that gives them a roadmap. So they're able to forecast and then it's scalable. And you know, yeah. you know when you want to hire someone, where you plug them in to free you up, so you can do more of those activities. And that's what I'm working on with us, and it's yeah. so fun, and it's super. Oh, you love that stuff. I yeah. do. Yeah. And
0: here's the the neat thing, folks: that you're going to be on the journey with us because mm-hmm. even though we have years of experience in this, we've never officially been business coaches on paper. Yeah.
1: I can't wait for yeah. our listeners and eventually viewers to watch some of the dumpster fires that happen. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: That's going to be the best.
0: But you're on the journey with us. So a lot of things we're going to be able to share with you is what we're learning and what may have worked, what Mm. may not have worked. And right now you're working on a CRM. Yes. To explain to everybody what that is and why it's so important for us and why I'm very happy you're doing that.
1: <laughs> so having um, worked within the corporate world and experienced a corporate-based CRM, and a CRM is your is your client management system, and it's damn near impossible. Oh, was that my first cuss word?
0: Oh, where's the quarter <laughs> jar? No, Where's the not. quarter jar? Oh, okay, second, okay. Right.
1: So um, your CRM is the lifeblood of your business because if you don't know... What Im- so it's tracking your inventory, right? If we don't know how many people we've talked to, then how are we going to know how many things we're going to sell? It's, it would be like Levi Strauss not having knowing how many pairs of jeans they have on the shelf or how many more they need to sew. Or, so, or, or, wow, sell or, or who they're going to sell it Or who they're going to sell it to. So for me, having that CRM is super important. I've worked within a um, you know, big corporation that had one. Um, I helped build the CRM that we use at Hunter Row, which has been just an awesome experience working with the programmer, making my videos, and really making it tailored to exactly how I want it to function. Mm -hmm. Well, now, starting another small business where we don't have the financial resources yet to build something on our own, I am up to my elbows in figuring out what CRM is going to work for us, because I am... um, I'm gonna, my friend Steven laughs because he's a computer programmer, and I told him I was tech savvy, and he was like, no, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, he said, no, he's like, you're software savvy, which is a big difference. Ah, I, you know, the studio we're sitting in, I could never set up all these cords and wires and all of the, that technology piece. But I could get behind a software program and figure it out and figure out what I want it to do. So right now, we are playing with a bunch of different CRMs to figure out what's going to be the best one that we utilize to manage our clients and our contacts and um, really be the, the heartbeat behind our business. And so I'm playing with a couple of um, different systems to figure that out.
0: And I guess the easiest analogy we can give you, if you are currently a small business owner and you got a phone call yesterday or today, whenever you're listening to the show, mm-hmm. and at some point in time in the phone call, you ask that person, hey, how'd you hear about us? Yep. That's what that... So again, we cut to the chase, yes. people. That's what that is for. Mm-hmm. So that little system says tells us how people heard about right. us or and, where we met them. Yeah.
1: And when you... Um, lovingly tell me how detailed I am. I am the most ADD scatterbrained person that someone will probably ever meet. And so I have to have systems like my CRM because when somebody asks me how did, I can go in there and I can see what I did in 2011, 2013, and I can't trust my memory for any of that.
0: I don't, sometimes I don't think you think you're detailed enough. Sometimes I get that look from you like, you know what, I could put eight more numbers yeah. down on this and just make it yeah. look even better. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. But but again, it's all about tools and systems. Yes, it is. So my tools and systems that I have in place make it appear that I am more detail-oriented than I really am. Yep. And But that's okay because I'm the one that put them in place. So you know what? Never mind, I take credit for it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I give it to you anyway, so it's not a problem. So if you will go to wired2change.com. With that's the number the num- two. The number two. <laughs> And this will tell you all a little bit about us, a little bit more about what our program is. And we want everybody to know each time, and we hope we tell you each time, that when we work with you, we're not fitting you in a box. We're asking you all the questions, what you want to do, where you want to go, how you want to do it, and we fit a program for you. So there is no one-size-fits-all in small business, Mm -hmm. and we would never do that to you. And, we again, on social media, Trinity, Best Way is sold with... Um, Instagram,
1: sold with Trinlandia, um, or you can just search Trinity Gregor. And fortunately, there's not that many people with my name, so no. I'm fairly and we'll get to that on time. another show. Yeah. yeah, that's actually
0: a very good story. Uh, we are also Wired to Change is on Facebook,
1: Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn.
0: All right, you can find yep. us there too. We'd love feedback from you because, again, we're on this journey with and of you, course, starting. If you new have one. any
1: questions, you can always yep. email us info at wired dot changecom
0: yep. And you can catch me pretty much. Uh, let me see, Cameron. Where am I? Facebook, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, Open Mic Talk, and my website is Open Mic Talk. Uh, we appreciate you joining us for our very first podcast. Uh, we will catch you later on Wired to Change. But just go to Wired to Change, look around, and let us know how we can help you. Because everybody's got a dream, and we are uh, we are working ours through <laughs> through the car wash right now. And you get to, we all get to go on this journey together. So we'll see you next time on Wired to Change.